so much great Advertising Week content, so little time. Snackable AI is now helping you navigate podcasts like this one, event sessions, and other content with chapters, topic tags, and more. Find the insights that matter to you faster than ever before. Learn more at snackable.ai. You're listening to the AW360 podcast from Advertising Week. In this episode, I speak with Phil Schrader, CEO of GumGum. Phil and I discuss his leadership journey, his passion for diversity and inclusivity, and GumGum's pioneering role in contextual advertising over the last decade and a half. I hope you enjoy this episode. Phil Schrader, thanks for being on the AW360 podcast. I'm pleased to have you on today. Thank you so much, Richard. Appreciate it. I'm really looking forward to it. So Gum Gum, for those who don't know, and you should know, but maybe you don't, has been a partner of Advertising Weeks for quite some time. Phil, you've now been CEO for three years. Yes. And when I think about that, most of that has actually been during the pandemic. Yes. Tell me a little bit about that and your journey to uh, getting where you are today. Yeah, it's interesting that you say, I mean, three years ago, I I became the CEO after having my role was the president and CEO prior to that. So I've been with GumGum now 11 years. So I've been really at the beginning, which has been incredible to watch our journey and our growth. What's fascinating is becoming CEO three years ago and then immediately diving into what we've all faced, right? The COVID pandemic and the impact that that obviously had on all of us globally. And then the impact it had gum gum, you know, specifically in the industry. And then, you know, even from that, that transition of COVID while starting to really dive into a lot of the transformative Um, parts of our industry, especially around cookies and privacy, et cetera, has been just kind of a quick whirlwind of, of, of a lot of, um, you know, changes just overall with how we work, how we show up to work, and then ultimately how we're going to help work on transforming how digital advertising happens going forward. So it's been quite an amazing experience. So one of the hot topics, as you could imagine, with both at Advertising Week events and just in the industry in general is the imminent, I like to think of it as the ever imminent death of the cookie, although it will get here someday, I'm sure. (laughs) Um, And then sort of the shift over to contextual advertising, which is sort of core at GumGum, as I understand it. Tell me a little bit about GumGum's philosophy as it relates to all of that. Yeah, well, great. I think, you know, three years ago when I became the CEO, I really felt it was an important time for gum gum. But then, you know, I think for the industry to really start to embrace alternatives to, you know, reaching targeted consumers across digital environments. So for GumGum, we just really hyper-focused on establishing our vision, which is how we can empower our advertisers to reach their targeted consumers without using any personal data in both current and future digital environments. And with GumGum, we have always prioritized contextual at the core and the DNA of who we are. So when there was 10 people at GumGum over 11 years ago when I joined, we recognized and saw an opportunity that we could really build technology that could help 
to break down the information in a digital environment in such a granular way that would allow the advertising industry to really draw off of those data points the ability to inform, strategize, and then ultimately launch creative to their target consumer. So for Gumgum in the last three years, off of what we've built in this over a decade of just billions and billions and billions of training data, we went to the MRC and we got our accreditation from the Media Ratings Council. And that was, I think, a very pioneer, fundamental time in our industry, not just for Gumgum as an amazing accomplishment, but for the industry to see how contextual does not mean going backwards, it means actually going forwards. Because for us, that MRC accreditation was critical for the industry as well, because it was moving away from just the property level, which historically and still today, what many brands don't even realize is what's the baseline for their safety and contextual solutions is property level, which is just the text, just the site, and using very simple data points, keywords to say and classify what's going on in a digital environment. And for us, we think the only way you can be effective and build a foundation, especially in a cookie-less world, is by really incorporating all of the signals that are available to you in a digital environment. So for GumGum, our accreditation is one of the only next to YouTube that is accredited, that supports the text understanding, but the image understanding and the visuals, as well as the audio for the environment that it's in. So now you really can break down what's an environment and think about how you can use that to effectively message to your target consumer. Explain to me a little bit, you know, as a consumer, how does contextual work with me? So let's say I'm shopping for something online. I don't know what it could be. It probably doesn't matter for the example, but how does it know more about what I may want without having direct personal data of mine? Perfect example. So first, one of the things we need to remind ourselves is what we've gotten really accustomed to on the behavioral audience side with the cookies, right? So a perfect example for our consumers, we all know, and, you know, I'll use a real, you know, personal example, you know, you know, you know, my sister and, and my family, you know, goes through lots of things like everyone. And, you know, for her, you know, working to get pregnant and have a baby and go through that, those, you know, wasn't the easiest. But yet she had friends and, and, and people in her life at her stage of life where she was shopping for gifts, right, for newborns or baby showers. And, you know, when someone's going through that, you know, that's hard as it is. But now imagine being followed with that crib. Imagine being followed with the mind of reminding you that this is a part of what you just did, which you don't want to be in that mindset. So imagine seeing that crib showing up when now all of a sudden you're searching for tires or for your looking <laughs> for car repairs and here you're struggling with something, Richard, and that's just not a place you want to put your, you don't want someone to feel that way. 
And so that's really a, a really easy, simple way as consumers, if we think about it, hey, yeah, I've watched those things follow me around and follow my browsing history and put me in mindsets that I don't want to be in or advertise to me that don't make sense for what I'm looking at, right? Mm-hmm. Um, while my sister's working, getting her car fixed, I don't think she wants to be reminded of that struggle, right? Of what she's working and processing through something she did a week or two weeks ago. Now we look at contextual, okay, away from that is like, okay, well, what's going on on that page? Well, that becomes really important because now what we've done with our current providers is we're only looking at text. So there's really some big implications to that. So one, if you're sitting there watching, reading sports content, and you're just like Cristiano Ronaldo just murdered that team, like he just crushed it right? Or I'm going to make killer key lime pie. And what's that recipe? That's blocked that page. So the word killer is now blocked because you don't want to be associated with murder or killing. But yet that was just the tone and the authenticity of that creator of that content. That's how they want to speak. And that's how they want to write. And that's who their audience is that's reading and being a part of their creation, of their journey of content creation. But yet the industry would block that because they don't know what else is going on. So one, there's no monetization that could potentially be there, right? So that has an implication, meaning, well, now do I have to alter my authentic voice to write in a way that will allow technologies to serve and advertise so I can continue to monetize my content, right? So now I've got to change. And you can imagine the complexities, Richard, when you talk about things like the George Floyd murder. There was so much great positive content talking about the fundamental and need for change in our society that that brought up. However, advertisers just blocked it completely. And that in and of itself mutes those voices that have content that is real and that is powerful and is meant to share and make a positive impact. And then the second point is to what you said earlier, you know, thinking or what you asked earlier, like, how does a consumer feel? I mean, imagine when you're talking about, I don't know, thinking of a term that could be used, you know, you know, a shooter shooting basketball, right? That's a great place for an advertiser of sports to talk about or a Nike to advertise to. So not only are they not there, they're, 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 they're blocking it. Right. Or if I'm looking at a word and I think the word cradle means like a product versus someone using it as, you know, uh, a, a verb, right? Like I'm cradling this person or, you know, that has a total different meaning to create an environment that makes sense when you're on a piece of content. And then it goes further into looking and how the tone of that content can influence the message and the creative. And it really then starts to blend itself to, if we think about it, an ideal way all of us would love to be in content, which is while I'm in it, allow me to be in it. And if there's advertising associated with, with as a consumer, I understand, just make sure it's respectful it's relevant and aligns with what I'm doing in that moment. And all of those signals are now available through, you know, gum gums technologies and through the ability to look at that, to create that more powerful, more um, respectful and thoughtful experience. 
Is that helpful? Do you think that was clear, Richard? Very much so. I, I think that's, I mean, it's amazing. Personally speaking, I, I love advertising catering to me and my needs and knowing what I want, but I don't want to give them data. I mean, that's, that's sort of been the catch 22 for me this entire time is, is, you know, I'm uh, doing my grocery order and all of a sudden, you know, I, here comes an ad for video games. I was looking at three days ago that, you know, number one, I already bought it. Why are you trying to sell it to me again? And number two, you know, I'm just trying to get cream cheese here. That's all I'm trying to do. You know, it's, it's so irrelevant to what I'm looking at right now. And, and so gum gum has been doing this really this entire time. Yes. And it feels to me like this is very much the future, not just your enthusiastic delivery of it, but really, I mean, it's more in line with what I imagine people would want, not just myself, but others. On that note, what is GumGum's blueprint then for the future of, you know, our digital ad industry? That's a great question. We, We have really gone aggressive into sharing with the market that the the blueprint we've identified and that we believe the market really should, you know, of course, you know, um, you know, get behind is what we've called the mindset matrix. And this is going to sound very much, um, oh, well, duh, isn't this what we're all doing? But when we think about it, we're really not. And what we mean by the mindset matrix is what are the components within a digital environment that I as an advertiser need to be mindful of in order to really effectively and scale and have the scale and the ability to build off of in the future. And we believe those are three key components. It is contextual, like we just talked about, and really the level of of leveling up our technologies to understand a digital environment. It's then creative. It's, you know, there are, there are studies that show people are seeing over 10,000 ads a day now in everything that they're doing. So then there's a creative element where, yes, still to this day, 50% of the successfulness of a campaign comes on the creative and how you stand out. And the third pillar is with the focus on capturing good attention from that consumer. So how we look at that blueprint is if we think about those three things, that is the answer to how you will be relevant and show strength and bring awareness as an advertiser to your targeted consumer. So let's take a step back on what does that mean? Picture that you're in game, right? You're in game, right? Right. You know, we're, we're playing a game here. And you can't interrupt me with a pre-roll. You can't use audience data here, but you also know I'm in the middle of a game and it's an opportunity. So how are you gonna capture my attention? But the fact is if you're using contextual, I understand what's happening in the game. I know where would make sense to have an ad without blocking and stopping your journey on getting from level one to level two. I have a Rolodex of creatives, 40, 50 different creative options that can help to curate a creative message. And then I think about where it's gonna grab the attention in the good way, in the appropriate way while you're on that journey, that's the win. So we believe if you're sitting here as an advertiser, you should be able to go onto a web page, go into CTV, go into in-game, 
And heck, we believe at some point personal home gym equipments are going to have ad-supported models, right? Imagine your Peloton, <laughs> you know, you're on the race, right? And you're about to finish the last three minutes. Hey, that's a perfect opportunity for a Gatorade to pop in and say, remember Gatorade, two times the hydration of water. Absolutely. But they can't interrupt, they can't interrupt your journey, right? They can't stop you from, you know, but yet that's a great moment in the mindset. And these digital environments, whether it be, you know, smart screens on, a, on kitchen appliances, Pelotons or home and gym equipment, they're popping up and disruptive experiences are not going to be supported because they don't make sense in those environments. You're not going to have access to audience data like you did on a cookie at all. And the contextual complications that are going to arise without using sophisticated tech are going to become that much more intense. And so having that framework of, of understanding the environment, having those creative options of what's going to work the best with a focus on capturing attention, we believe that is the ultimate you know, um, framework for an advertiser to build their future strategies, um, especially with everything uh, across regulation that we're all facing globally. Now, speaking of, you know, further discussion of the future here, tell me a little bit about GumGum's growth over the past decade plus. I understand you're launching in Europe now. Yeah, so we have grown exponentially. Uh, it's been incredible to watch. One of the things that I think, you know, has been critical to that growth is we have remained steadfast and focused on contextual. I think, Richard, you said something interesting that we've been doing this. And what's interesting about contextual is, and you probably have seen this, you know, when the cookies and that was coming and going away, everyone said they were contextual. Yes. We're contextual, we're contextual, we're contextual. Like I'm all of a sudden like, wait a second. I felt like I had to come out of the closet again. I've already been out of the closet once in my personal life. And I'm like, wait, wait a minute, you're taking our identity. This is who we've been. And this is what we've been doing you know, for over a decade because it takes billions and billions and billions of data points to train AI models. So for us, our growth has come over our focus on supervised human machine learning meaning we are entering in these data points and humans are reviewing and looking and making sure that what the output is of our AI represents that of how we as humans would respond. And so our growth has been tremendous. Over the course of even just the last year, we've raised 75 million from Goldman Sachs. I mean, they tore apart our tech and saw what we had and was like, wow. And we've been able to take and use some of that investment to make some great acquisitions. Um, we've acquired a company in, in the Netherlands, Just Premium, and recently just showed that announcement to the market. Um, we recently made uh, an acquisition in December of a company called Playground XYZ, which focuses on AI attention. And so that growth has really come by our clients and our advertisers seeing the value and our ability to prove that if you're looking at contextual and creative and attention, you can get the same and in many cases, even better results for your campaign objectives than you would using cookie data and using standard creatives. And I think that's been how we've been able to grow to now we're in 20 countries. We're over five, almost 500 people and continuing to grow at a really rapid scale. So I wish I could say 10 years ago, I had a crystal ball on that. <laughs> um, 
I can't. It's all also timing and luck, but I can tell you it's kind of nice for me to watch the uh, the cookie barn on fire a little bit and just know we open our doors in our barn and, and, and the clients and the industry have been really receptive to kind of run into our party. And I'm excited to continue to see such great growth because we're seeing it already off the bat this year. Well, Phil, it's been amazing to talk to you. It's not too often that I run into somebody who is just so infectiously enthusiastic about oh. everything going on in the industry. And I'll tell you, if you can solve the cream cheese video game <laughs> shopping problem, I'm, I'm in your corner 110%. I guarantee it. Thank you so much for taking the time to be on the show today. It's been wonderful speaking with you. Well, thank you so much, Richard. And I'll just wrap and say, look, I've got to look at my nephews who are 11, nine, when they're on eight different devices, right? Playing around. And when they ask what Uncle Phil does, I have to at least say, I'm trying to make you be able to do that and even more without having to give away anything about who you are as a person and have some fun. And then they, <laughs> as long as I get a response, wow, that's cool. I think I'm on the right track. And so is the team. Absolutely. Well, you know, best to you and to the Gum Gum team. I'm very excited to see what you guys do next. Thank you so much, Richard. And this was a joy. Really a pleasure. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening. For additional content like this and to learn more about Advertising Week's world-leading events across the globe, including Advertising Week Europe returning to London this May, visit www.advertisingweek.com and follow us on social media. Chaptering and other structural elements for this podcast are powered by Snackable AI. With the ability to unify all content in one place, have AI distill the best insights instantaneously, and share them seamlessly, businesses on Snackable create more relevant value for their audiences faster than ever before. Learn more at snackable.ai.